or not. <laughs> That's for Lisa Costello. What? Oh, I no, no. I was just uh, you know we kind of been uh, disregarding the whole. Uh, well, not on today, Minyana. I know. Only real talk on this talk on this show. Wait, what? Let's go. Let's let's go. Please. Good Thursday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and this is the I Love Sivo Show. It's a pleasure to connect with you guys through this network, a true passion of ours. Um, just talking about the community we love. This is roughly a 300,000-person market we call Central Virginia, and the market has so many, like, daily storylines. You know, I've been doing broadcasting in some capacity since I was a rising third year at the University of Virginia. So, good Lord, 21, almost 21 years? Yeah, 21 years. Gosh, time flies. Um, time flies in particular when your seven-month-old child doesn't sleep ever. Our seven-month-old child sleeps less than our five-year-old child. <laughs> How is that possible? L literally, the seven-month-old sleeps less than my wife, myself, and our five-year-old. Not that that's challenging by any means. Um, the show airs on every social media channel. We encourage you, the viewer and listener, to offer perspective, ask questions, share your thoughts, even if they contradict with ours. A good example, Katie Pearl's comments yesterday contradicted with ours when it came to abortion, right? But we had no problem with that because we love Katie Pearl, KTP. She's awesome. And I don't necessarily disagree with her. I just... Uh, are, you t are we two-shotting it here? No, I'm getting there. All right, because otherwise yeah, you're the voice of God. If, you don't, if you're not yeah. on screen, people are like, who's that guy? Yeah, who's that I dude? Am. Granted, uh, they know it's J-Dubs by now. I'm here. Hey, there's J-Dubs. Hello. Um, hi. I guess the point is this. We want to agree. We want to disagree. We do it in a respectful fashion. We don't mind if people disagree with us. I guess is the point I'm making. Yeah. Right? We'd rather have people disagree with yeah. than uh, just there's there's very very little of value in an echo chamber. Exactly. Very well said. All right, let's one shot it so the viewers and listeners can see the PTI headers. One of my favorite shows of all time. A show I've been watching since my days at the University of Virginia. Um, PTI with Tony and Mike. You can see their skin or their on-screen graphic, part of the program. They influenced us. Um, the whole concept of the show is to make this the water cooler of Charlottesville, where we utilize my ideas and Judah's ideas, and we aggregate them with your ideas, the viewer and listener. And like that, we have a water cooler of what's going on in the community. That's the whole concept of the I Live Seville Network. Aggregate content. That's about Charlottesville and Central Virginia on a brand called I Love Seville and disseminate that content through smartphones and social media, which are in our hands at all times. It's the whole idea and concept of what we're trying to do. I would encourage you, the viewer and listener, to look at the headlines on screen. We call them the PTI headers as we pay homage to Tony and Mike of PTI. Rob Schilling is in some hot water, dude. He is in some hot hot water. The video he All right, I'm going to I'm going to do this in unemotional fashion. Okay, Judah? Mm -hmm. You are the unemotional one and I often look to your guidance as the unemotional one, okay? So I'm going to try to do the flip book of what happened, all right? And you hold me accountable if you think I'm allowing emotions to creep into my commentary, please, okay? All right. And, and we need to do the lower thirds if we do go on a two-shot so folks uh, know what we're talking about. There. So, Johnson Elementary. So far, so good? Yeah, that sounds pretty uh, unemotional to me. Is that okay? Johnson Elementary. <laughs> I'm glad you're not emotional about Johnson Elementary. <laughs> I haven't started it. Johnson Elementary on Cherry Avenue in Charlottesville City. Philip Hamilton, it's not in Almore County. Don't rally the troops to go to the Almore County School Board meeting to politic against Johnson Elementary, which is in Charlottesville City. That mistake alone, Philip Hamilton, should cost you the election. Not 
that you were going to be. You're getting emotional. Creedies. Okay. I think you're going to be Creedies anyway. Um, all right. Johnson Elementary, Cherry Avenue. Pride Month. Students at Johnson Elementary given a short list by teachers of books that they could read during Pride Month to other students at the school. Older students at Johnson Elementary read to younger students on the playground during Pride Month from a list of potential books to read provided by teachers. Mm -hmm. So far, so good? Yeah. Okay. A whistleblower, I'll use the term whistleblower, and in this case, the whistleblower is not Rob Schilling. The whistleblower is the person who, and we don't know the identity of this person. Right. We don't know the identity of the person who took the original video. It was not Rob Schilling. Right. The whistleblower videoed what was happening. We do not know the intent. Actually, I'm not going to use the word whistleblower. I take that back. That's not a fair word to use. Words matter. Because maybe the person who was doing the videoing of the kids, of the older kids at the elementary school reading to the younger kids on the playground, maybe the person doing the video, their intent of videoing, maybe it was, man, look at, this is awesome, what's happening. Maybe the person's intent was, what are these older kids reading to these younger kids? I mean, madre, this is very concerning. We don't... Possible. Well, we, we can't assume on something like this. We can make some reasonable assumptions. I, I don't like the word assumptions. Well, we make lots of assumptions. We, we don't sure. know the intent or the mission or the motive of the video, the person who was holding the phone that did the video. No, we don't. But the fact that it landed in, uh, in Rob Schilling's lap, uh, I think, says something about... I disagree. You disagree? I know who sent the video to Rob Schilling. And, and they, I am not going to... they were also not the... Oh, no. The person who sent the video to Rob Schilling, I'm going to use a pronoun because she's watching right now. And frankly speaking, if you peruse my direct messages, uh, you can find out who she is. Um, I'm going to respect her anonymity because anyone who watches this program knows my word is my bond. Okay, but so the point being that uh, she also was not the... Uh the video taker? The person who sent the video to Rob Schilling was not the video taker. And the person who sent the video to Rob Schilling I've had a long direct message conversation with her. She's watching the program right now. I promise you I will respect your anonymity. You have my word. She sent it to Rob with a motive. And the motive is what the duck, quack, 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 are these kids learning in school? Okay? So... I need to be, words matter, words matter. Someone took a video at school. I don't know who that person was who took the video. I'm not sure what that person's motive or mission was. I don't even know if it was a man or woman. Can I say man or woman in 2023? I think it's better than saying male or female. Am I allowed to say man or woman? Yeah, I think it, in fact, I think it's better than saying male and female. <laughs> There's a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, I know, I know. Still, I, I hear a lot of people calling women females, and that just is cringy to me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe What? Females is cringy to you? Yeah. Why? It's just, I don't know. It comes across as a little uh, basement dweller-ish. Uh, basement dweller? <laughs> yeah, like somebody that doesn't interact with women on a regular basis going around calling them females. Does I, I male make you cringy too? It's just an odd way of, uh, it's just, a, it just sounds odd. Man, we're just, it's like a crazy time we live in, isn't it? In the, in the capital of the craziness might be Charlottesville. Um, all right, we're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Someone took a video at Johnson. We don't know if that person was a woman or a man. Hey, I think it sounds good. We don't know what that person's mission was with the video, whether it was whistleblower or whether it was kumbaya. This is amazing. That video, like all videos do in 2023, started circulating. Imagine that. The video gets passed around 
from person to person. It gets in the hands of a woman that's watching the show right now that I've had a direct message conversation with a lengthy one. I'd offered her advice and consultation. She knows who I'm talking about. My advice and consultation was remove yourself from this because you have, at worst, collateral damage in this community with people judging you and you're a business professional. And she said, hmm, that's good advice. She sent the video to Rob with an ammo or a mission. She knew Rob. And Rob can't help, help himself. Here's Rob the- then gets the video. Broadcaster, WINA. At one time, a three-hour talk show. Now down to one hour, Rob's show. Mm-hmm. Rob decides... Rob. Rob decides to take the raw video and edit it and produce it and he does it in a way where he takes the Johnson Elementary logo and slaps it on the video, the Charlottesville Public Schools logo and slaps it on the video, and then has the genius idea of putting his business name and his business URL all over the video. Mm. He regrets that now, undoubtedly. Honestly, utilizing the Johnson Elementary logo and the Charlottesville Public Schools logo without approval, that might be in some capacity intellectual property infringement. And I know very well about IP infringement with the trademark I Love Seville, where Wegmans, the grocery store, was utilizing our trademark without approval, selling shirts of ours, didn't work so well for Wegmans. And I'll leave it at that. So Rob edits and produces a video, Johnson Elementary logo, Charlottesville Public Schools logo, puts his business name and business brand and business URL all over it. Then he takes the produced video and he amplifies it. And amplification in 2023 means talking about it on social media, making it go viral, having attention drawn to it, talking about it on the radio, Mm. playing the content of the underage children on the radio without parental approval. Not only is he monetizing video without parental approval, but he's playing it on his employer, not just his network. I could do a lot more stuff on this because I own this. There's no one I, I call answer to, right? Yeah. I own this. Rob's got Garrett Klingle as general manager to ask, uh, answer to. Garrett Klingle, Garrett, are you watching? G-Man, oh, G-Man is watching. What's up, Garrett? He's the GM Charlottesville Radio Group. Um, I can assure you Garrett Klingle had no idea that Rob was going to play this video live on air. Yeah. I know Garrett Klingle. He is a stand-up guy. He's a reasonable guy. He's a community-oriented guy. Garrett Klingle just wants to play it down the middle, keep the lights on at Charlottesville Radio Group, and keep the advertisers coming in. That's all Garrett wants to do. He wants to be a good steward of this community. Garrett, is that fair? I feel like I'm depicting you very fairly. Okay, I would call Garrett a friend. All he wants to do is be a steward of this community. Mm-hmm. Is that not right, GK? Rob plays the video on air. I can assure you Garrett Klingle did not approve that. Right. Once the video is amplified, a video of underage children without parental consent that he monetized on his website, Rob, Fox News picks the video up and in a 36-hour period, plays the video and plays the video on a global news network. And any global news network is going to have some crazy people watching it, whether it's CNN, whether it's MSNBC, whether it's CNBC, NBC, Fox News. Fox News has got sane people. Fox News has got moderate people. Fox News has got Democrats watching to see what the Republicans are thinking. Undoubtedly, Fox News leans conservative. But we can say any global news network has lunatics watching it. That's safe to say, right? You agree? Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear all that. But, uh, yeah, it's probably a lot of lunatics. Uh, And here's something from uh, Anonymous. I don't know if you saw that. No, I'll get to the comments in a second. I don't want to lose my train of thought. Okay. 
So 36 hours, like the news cycle goes, these stories go like hard 24 hours, 36 hours. This Johnson Elementary went hard for 24 hours, 36 hours, okay? Parents literally found out on Twitter, on Twitter, that their children's likeness, likeness means their faces, their identities, were aired on Fox News without their approval. That's how parents found out, on Twitter, that Fox News was airing their faces on television. Okay? Such bad judgment. Long story short, Rob, who had a three-hour show, down to a two-hour show, down to a one-hour show, he has now made all the edited and produced content of underage children without parental support private and or deleted it. You cannot find it on his YouTube channel and he's removed it from his website. Of course he did this. With the benefit of hindsight, he realized he made a tremendous error, tremendous error of judgment. Yeah. I would imagine Saga Communications, which is a publicly traded company that owns the Charlottesville Radio Group, I would imagine somewhere in the C-suite or legal counsel of Saga Communications, like general counsel of a publicly traded company, this went to their desk. There were probably some heated phone calls. General counsel of a publicly traded company is looking at a piece of paper that says, you're telling me a guy who hosts a one-hour talk show on AM radio, a talk show that loses money and makes us no income, a talk show in tiny Charlottesville, a guy took a video without parental approval and aired it on our airwaves and then put it on his website and try to monetize it with a donation link right next to it? What? That's how it played. Okay? Bing, bam, boom. It comes down from the website. Bing, bam, boom. It comes down from the YouTube channel. taken away from the website and the YouTube channel that Rob controls. Rob's own branded website that is not under the purview of Charlottesville Radio Group or Saga Communications. That's how much heat he faced. That heat Rob faced because of this poor judgment is now manifesting itself in the Whitehall school board race. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go on a watch shot here so they can see the headlines. Ginny Hu, welcome to the broadcast. We'll get to comments here in a matter of moments. Sarah Harris, who is extremely progressive, former teacher, now a substitute teacher within the Almoral County Public School System, the co-founder of Forward Albemarle. Forward Albemarle is an entity that is essentially the lobbying arm, it's a lobbyist group of progressives in Albemarle that have an educational foundation. That's what Forward Albemarle is. She's the co-founder. Sarah Harris today on Twitter personally endorses Dr. Berlin for the Whitehall seat on the Almore County School Board, Dr. Berlin um, was the woman, 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 Judah, woman, yeah, woman, who replaced David Oberg, who surprisingly resigned um, late last year from the Almore County School Board, citing health issues and family um, family issues. His father was deeply sick. So Berlin gets appointed as Oberg's replacement. Now Berlin is running for a full-time seat on the Almore County School Board. There are four of seven seats up for election this year. Berlin's going after the Whitehall seat. Berlin has competition, J-Dubs. Berlin is progressive. She, I would say, is liberal, right? Her competition 
is a woman, woman, Judah, woman. Yeah. Is a woman named Joanne McDermott. Sarah Harris is now putting this in the spotlight. And Sarah, How- Sarah Harris has influence and clout. She's the co-founder of Forward Outmar. Sarah Harris has influence and clout that should not be underestimated. Sarah Harris on Twitter five hours ago not only endorses Dr. Berlin, the replacement of David Oberg, the liberal Albemarle County School Board candidate that has announced she's going to run for four more years, um, an election that's happening in November. Her opponent is Joanne McDermott, who claims to be an independent. She claims to be an independent. She's doing fundraising right now, Joanne McDermott, the independent. But Judah... In the process of doing her fundraising, she takes some fundraising dollars and kicks $2,623 in consulting fees to Rob Schilling. Hmm. Those $2,623 in consulting fees to Rob Schilling undoubtedly offer branding, website, and consult on uh, consultation uh, to help Joanne McDermott get elected. Here's the nature of campaign finance and the allocation of campaign finance funds. It's public record. It's public record. It's public record. Judah, it's public record. When you get money from people and you allocate that money that you get from people in a campaign, You have to legally document where that money goes. Now we have a candidate in the Whitehall District. Sean Tubbs exposed this. Sean Tubbs is a hell of a reporter. Now we have a candidate in the Whitehall District who is claiming to be independent, who thought it was a good idea to spend $2,623 with Robbie Schilling. Despite Robbie Schilling last week being in the global news of taking video of underage children without parental consent and monetizing it and airing it on the radio. I, I, you know, Joanne McDermott just lost the race before, before June 22nd. Once this tidbit from, Sarah Harris takes a screenshot from Sean Tubbs' community engagement newsletter that says Whitehall School Board candidate Joanne McDermott claims to be an independent, but that's not what her campaign exponential report suggests. This is Sean Tubbs. That's Sarah Harris's writing. From Charlottesville Community Engagement by Sean Tubbs, McDermott's campaign spent $3,670 during the period, including $2,623 in consulting fees with Rob Schilling, a former Charlottesville city councilor and a talk show host on News Radio WINA. Judah Wickhauer, two shot, two shot, two shot, two shot, two shot. And, and if you could put the right lower third on screen. I think I've got the right one on there. <clears throat> Why? Why would it be a good idea? to hire an embattled, embroiled, I need another word that starts with E, that's embattled or embroiled, so I could do some alliteration. Um, uh, Viewers and listeners, help me out. Another word that starts with E, embattled, embroiled, I love the alliteration. And if it starts with E, M, and B, embattled, that's even better. Embroiled. Give me another one. Come on, viewers em, and listeners. Embittered? What? Em, embittered? I don't know. Jim Hensley, if you're watching, you're a wordsmith. Help me out. Oh, I got one. Oh, I got one. Go, I got Why would it be a good idea to spend $2,623 in consulting fees with an embattled, embroiled, entangled, and embarrassed? There you go. Rob Schilling. When you know, when you know that this is public record and it's going to get out to the world, I sincerely am asking this question. You know, I think in smaller places, smaller towns, smaller cities, uh, these things just don't seem as big. Uh, They don't seem as, uh, I, I think some people just don't, you know, 
if you're in New York or Los Angeles, you kind of expect this kind of thing. Exiled, so, Carly Wagner. Especially if you're, uh, especially if you're in politics. But you know, in smaller, smaller towns uh, where more people know each other on a, you know, walk by and see each other on the street and just know their names. It, I think there's less uh, consideration of this type of. You know the the fallout of something like this. Well, how do you how how would you characterize the optics of this non-emotional Judah? And furthermore, how would you think the optics of this are going to be utilized in an election that's going to be heated, contested, uh, and under the microscope? I mean, I, you're not a political scientist, but you're a smart guy. I wouldn't be surprised if people started getting uh, door hangers saying, uh, you know, pointing Is this going to be a direct mail campaign? Is Amy Lawford's direct mail strategy going to be utilized right now in the Whitehall, Almore County School Board candidate race? Hit early, hit hard. Oh, my gosh. Just such poor decision-making. I respect anyone that wants to jump in the race, but such poor decision-making. Yeah. I can assure you everyone in this race in Whitehall, Albemarle County, is going to know that Joanne McDermott paid $2,700 to the embattled, embroiled, entangled, and embarrassed Rob Schilling, who monetized a video of underage children without parental consent. Right. I mean, madre, ¿qué estás haciendo? And you know what? You know what the crappy part about this? What's that? I want a different mindset or ideology on the Almoral County School Board that is nothing but progressive and liberal right now. Yeah. And I respect anyone who runs for local election. And I would have championed both candidates for getting in the race and offered them both a platform pro bono. Uh, Carly Wagner's got a... Yes, please, comments. Relay them. Now on air. J-Dubs, Question. Is it possible she actually paid Rob consulting fees, quote-unquote, to release the video to get her base whipped up over the content? Oh, my gosh, Carly, that's a great question. Can you respond to that comment and say that's a great question? I'll respond to Kevin Yancey's comment on a completely different Facebook page. Hello. Thank you for watching. I will relay this live on air. Oh, dude, we're both commenting on two different pages right now. This is efficiency. Working smart, not hard. I like it. Look at this. We're both giving comments right now, are we not? Are you giving comments? Yeah. All right. We should give out some stickers. People that leave smart comments are going to win. I love Seville stickers on us mailed directly to you. Carly Wagner. Carly, I love when you watch the show. Carly Wagner, you got the skills to pay the bills. She asked the question, is it possible she actually paid Rob consulting fees to release the video to get her base whipped up over the content? Wow! I didn't even think about that. That's a hell of a question. That is a hell of a question. Yeah. I think that is called, in radio, payola. Hold on. Payola radio. Garrett, are you watching the program right now, GK? Here comes the rain. This is the definition of payola and radio. Payola is the illegal practice of paying commercial radio station or a broadcaster to play something without the station disclosing it as payment. That is significantly against the law. Payola, P-A-Y-O-L-A. Jesus, I didn't even think about that. Did the Whitehall candidate who dropped basically $2,700 directly to Rob, not through the station, directly to Rob, Sean Tubbs exposed this to the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter, did she do this so Rob utilized his platform online, and his social channels, and the station playing it live on air. 
the plot thickens. <laughs> oh my God. Is that what happened? Let's not make any assumptions. I'm not making any <laughs> assumptions on this. This is purely something someone asked on the program in the comment section of one of 15 Facebook pages this show is airing upon. Oh, and I... What's that? I, I just saw Kevin Yancey's comment. I responded to that one. Yeah. Johnny Ornales, que pasa, amigo? Was that payola? What were the consulting fees? What were the consulting fees used for? All right, what is the candidate's name? All right, the candidate's name is Joanne McDermott. So I'm going to copy and paste her name. I'm going to open a new browser tab. I'm going to put her name in the browser tab and see if a website comes up for her. Joanne McDermott, I'll even Whitehall, Albemarle County. So I'm Googling Joanne McDermott, Whitehall, Albemarle County. Oh, we got a website. JoanneForSchoolBoard.com. Please, dear God, I hope that Rob's God, name is at the bottom of this website so we can say this is not payola and the consulting fees legitimately went to the creation of this website. Please, 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 please. Oh no, there's nothing on the bottom. Can you look at the back end code to see if anything you see is tied to, because he does build websites, Rob. See, it's joanneforschoolboard.com. Joanneforschoolboard.com. Oh my gosh, please don't be payola. Yeah, if he didn't put it in the. Uh... I don't see it on the footer, do you? No, he's. If it's I don't see Rob's footer. brand on the footer. But. Um... Let's see. I'm, I'm doing the investigation live on air just, just as you are. I got to meet Joanne. All right, I'm going to do this. Carly Wagner, that was a hell of a question. I didn't even think about that question. I didn't even think about this question. But you learn immediately when you start working in radio and television, one of the first things they taught you, teach you, payola is a big deal. Like big, big, bad, big, big trouble. Big, 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 big trouble for that. I'm going to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and say that it's this website where the menu bar is not um, uh, mobile responsive, and it's falling over on top of itself um, is the creation of, is, is what the consulting fees were paid for. I hope that it was not to whip the base of Albemarle County parents into a fever pitch to drive engagement behind her campaign. Good His Lord, I did His name is not in the page code. His name is not in the page code? Not on the home page. If it were anywhere, it would be there. It would be there, it would be there if it was in the page code. Yeah. Holy doo-doo. Um, it is kind of funny that uh, she has the ABCs on her, on her homepage. <laughs> right above the fold on the website? <laughs> You're saying the ABCs? Right, right below the fold, yeah, yeah. Is that, is, that a, is that a jab at the LBGTQ ABCs? Uh, it's just a... Uh, just a <clears throat> curious uh... irony, coincidence. Yeah. All right, I'll say this. As I move to the next subject, before I move to the next subject, I'm going to close this subject. And if you have any comments, put them in the comment section. We will relay them live on air. Carly's got a follow up. Carly gets airtime on this program. Make sure you give her some props on that comment. Like, we'll re relay it live on air. I have parents that are listening to this show. I have zero problem. I have zero problem that someone videoed this turn of events at Johnson. I have zero problem with that being video. I have zero problem that that video made it in the hands of many in the community. My primary issue with this is monetizing underage children without parental consent. Yeah. As parents 
I think we should know what our kids are learning when we're not at the school. So the fact that this got out and parents were like, what's going on here? It's probably a good thing. Yeah. My only issue is the monetization of underage children without parental consent. If I saw one of our sons in this video, I assure you, I would do every ounce of, what's the word I'm looking for? Not retribution, seek. Uh, I don't know. I would pursue every ounce. Pursue every avenue of, uh, of legal recourse? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if somebody... And I'm resource network connected and... Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, the Motivated, fact, vindictive. The fact is you shouldn't be putting videos of... I mean, some people are extremely careful of putting videos of their own kids on Facebook, much less <clears throat> having some random person take a video of your kids and having it end up on Fox News. Uh, Katie Treviso asks if says wasn't every child blurred in the video? No, every child was not blurred. Multiple parents have reached out to me with legitimately stop stills in the video with them utilizing the editing function and circling their kid's face and says this is our son. Don't Oof. mention it on air. Yeah, you can see it in the DMs. I have had a. Uh, let me be very realistic. I will say it's between 12 and 24 sets of parents screenshot the video, stop it, pause it, and say, this is my kid, circle it, and send it to us. Hmm. Well, Carly, uh, Carly uh, uh, mirrored your statement, or perhaps you married, mirrored hers in saying that either way could be a quid pro quo. I hire you to design my site, and you know, it would really get my base engaged more if we make the parents' choice and knowledge of curriculum a hot topic. There you go. Uh, she this is a mess, dude. She also, she also went on to comment, uh, weaponizing and politicizing kids is gross, and a knife that cuts both ways, as we're seeing now. Yeah. Give Carly props. Make sure you're responding to Yeah. Carly, you get a I Love Seville sticker. You made the show better today. Let's DM her after the show and send her a sticker on us. We cover all postage. Weaponizing and politicizing children is gross. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on or what it is you're trying to uh, accomplish. How? Why do we not know this? What's that? Why do these folks not know this? They're adults. I, I think sometimes, uh, how'd you put it? Sometimes, uh, you can't see the forest through the trees. Sometimes, yeah. The desire to, uh, get the news out there or to, uh, you know, whatever the reason is, uh, overrides common sense. I think, uh, deep throat on Twitter. The law and the shilling thing is interesting. No common law right of action for misappropriation, right of publicity in Virginia, only statutory. For un unauthorized use for advertising or trade purposes, trade purposes has generally been held to be narrow with wide latitude for anything that might be considered news gathering, perhaps in bad taste for shilling to spread it, but doubt any legal jeopardy. Your legal eagle viewers with more Virginia experience than I have may have something more to add, however. Yeah, Good I comment that from Deep Throat. I think that had more to do with just the, uh, the, the, the barely, well, how, how am I trying to put this? Uh, the legality of, of the, of using the video and less to do with the, the children portion of it. His comments. I don't seemed, understand what that means. His comments seem directed more on, uh, on mon where he says common law right of action for misappropriation slash right of publicity in Virginia. I think he's saying that there's not, he doesn't think there's anything against the law in, uh, in using a video to, uh, for what he's using it for. 
I don't know that uh, Anonymous is addressing the, the child portion of this whole debacle. This is what Ginny Hu said. Jerry and Judah, I agree the whistleblower was needed. The monetization of the video was not. That's my problem. Yeah. That's my problem. I have no problem with the whistleblower. Right. I have no problem with the, the video being out there. I have no problem with the video being out there because parents deserve to know what's happening in the schools when they are not there. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with the monetization of the video, the editing, the production, and the monetization of the video. That's my problem. And now we know Robbie Shills got 2700 bucks from a school board candidate who's running on a platform against this. Jesus, this is messy. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah. Robbie Shills yeah, got 2700 bones... And this 2,700 bones went to, came from a candidate, came from fundraising dollars from a community in Whitehall, in Almoral, wherever. $2,700 went from a candidate to a individual who amplified a video that is going to rile up the base of the candidate who gave, her the gave Robbie Shield the 2,700 bills. Judah, did you see that? Yeah. This is a mess. It is a mess. It's this is a, a mess. It's a the chain of uh, the optics on this are horrible. Yeah. Uh, did you read the Sarah Hill Buczynski comment? H S H B. I love S H B. Sarah Hill Buczynski. I did not read it. Please read it out loud. Is politicization of children by the left more quote unquote acceptable than politicization by the right? No. I certainly hope not. I hope we would all no. view these events the same no matter who is uh, politicizing. Yes! Everyone gets held accountable. If this was done on CNN... Dude, if this was done on CNN by... Who? Graham Page. One-time chair of the school board actively on the Almore County School Board. I would have a problem with this and bring it up. Yeah. If this was done by anyone... I would bring it up. You know why? Because it's wrong. You yeah. don't monetize content of inter underage children without parental consent. It's wrong. Mm -hmm. There's a reason we haven't played the video on yeah. this show. I think oftentimes it is easy to, uh, to ignore things that happen if, they, uh, if they're... Uh, how do I put this? Uh, if, you know... If it's right left, if you're if you're uh, aligned with a particular viewpoint, and I saw this, I saw this example. Uh, I saw this made an example very well for me recently, where somebody uh, responded to a question about whether or not something or other was right or wrong, and the reply was, "Well, if it was uh, such and such group rather than the group that you're talking about." how would you respond to it? And I think that's a, a good... Uh, it's a great question. A good watermark for ourselves when we, when we, either, when we get outraged about something um, or when we say that something is you know, perfectly fine, is paint it in a different light, switch the, uh, switch the, uh, the side that, uh, that it's about and see how you would respond to it then. And I think that is that speaks volumes, um, and can help us get out of our own uh, get out of our own way. Who's money on Twitter? I love Twitter accounts where the person doesn't use their name and they use a fake profile picture. Who's uh, money on Twitter says this, Jerry? To be frank here, you absolutely know that it's not the case. If this was shown on CNN and MSNBC in a positive manner. Every Tom, Dick, and Jane from Charlottesville would be so overly proud that their school system was recognized. Well, that's a travesty. Sarah Hill uh, Baczynski goes on to say, agree that monetization is gross and that you would call it out. I mean, outrage from the general Seville public, perhaps. So I think she's Kevin saying, Yancey makes this comment. How is something that happened in the city have any correlation with Albemarle County Public Schools? 
I have an answer for that. Why don't you go first on that one? Uh, I mean, you probably have a better answer than I do. I was just going to say they're not so far apart. There's an invisible line that separates Charlottesville City and Amarillo County Public Schools, and no one knows where that invisible line is. And Charlottesville Public Schools and Amarillo County Public Schools have the same ideology. To say that this is siloed to Charlottesville Public Schools and will not matriculate into Almore County Public Schools is to not be in touch with reality because no one knows where the invisible line is, and we go across that invisible line every single day. Yeah. How's that for an answer? Yeah. I got to respond. Kevin. Are you responding to comments while I'm responding to comments? I Double don't know. I see how hard it is. I've been doing this for three or four years. This is the, you've been doing this for three days. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mentioned uh, this live on air. See how hard it is? That's uh, why I'm asking for some help. Vanessa Parkhill also has a comment. I think I read Vanessa. Oh, oh she's got you? a follow-up. Darn it. I'll respond to Vanessa's follow-up. You, re, you relay it live on air. Um, hopefully I'm relaying the right one. We'll uh, read them both, then. Please, sir. Uh, her first comment was, or, well, let me just read her whole chain. So what legal recourse is there? <laughs> what legal recourse is there for having those kids in the video? Um, I don't know. Uh, she th then says, so if the video was shared with no school info and kids' faces blurred, that would be okay? No. I don't think that would be okay. I don't. If, if you're no saying, kids are okay, you're saying you're saying if okay, I t let me let me unpack with this. If the video was played live on the radio without parental consent, that's not okay. Because the concept of a radio show is to make money. Okay, but let's take the money out. Of the, uh, yeah, let's take the money out of it. The problem. I think most people have with the video. Is the monetization that Rob tried to do? No. Nobody, ultimately, nobody cares about the monetization. What? Look, you, I, like, if we find, you, you've used, you've used city council videos. Those are adults. I know. The point being that, yes, the monetization is one thing, but the bigger issue is showing kids' faces without their parents' approval on national on on a monetized platform. It doesn't even matter. Like you, you shouldn't be taking video of someone else's kids and putting it on Facebook. All right. Well, devil's advocate with you. Devil's advocate with you. Devil's advocate with you. Devil's advocate with you. How's that any different than the parent at the basketball game taking videos of little Johnny hitting a jumper at the buzzer to win the game, and little Johnny does it in the face of little Stevie, and mommy and daddy are so 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 proud of little Johnny hitting the game-winning three at the buzzer that they don't give a rat's ass about little Stevie guarding little Johnny, and they put it all over social media. How's that any different? It's part of the problem. We, we care less and less. There are some people that don't want their, their children's... Uh, uh, Face! Likenesses. Face! Put on the internet. Me! Well, so, My wife! Well, so then wouldn't you have a problem with someone videoing your kid playing basketball? But how can I go up to someone when they're videoing kids playing basketball and say, don't video my son when social norms say it's okay? The problem is less them videoing and more what are they going to do with that video later? Dude, someone made the really creepy comment and it's really resonated with me and it's so creepy. Like all these mommies and daddies that are on Instagram that are doing these like reels of little Johnny and little Susie in the bathtub and they put the little smiley face over their private parts to cover their private parts and then next thing you know those reels have like 87,000 views or 236,000 views or a million 200,000 views or whatever the number is. And you don't know who's watching. Who the hell is watching that? Because little Johnny and little Susie's parents don't have a million 200,000 followers. Yeah. What's happening is, and I want you to literally Google, Google with me, Viewers and listeners, Google with me, Instagram child porn ring. Ugh. Then click news. Actually, you don't even have to click news. It's the third link down. It's from the Washington Post. Child porn on Instagram props meta to create task force. June 7th, 2023. Can you one-shot me so folks can see this? 
This is the Washington Post. Are you one-shotting me? Yeah. This is from June 7th of this month. You're getting pop-ups showing up, I think. Oh, no. It's not really... All right, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, pop-ups. God, pay for news? (laughs) You started giving away the news for free on the internet years ago. Now you want me to pay for it? Meta starts task force and fight against child pornography on Instagram. Those little, those videos that you, my wife and I said, we're never going to do this. Yeah. The videos you put of little Johnny and little Susie, half naked or completely naked with a smiley face over their private parts, it's not just grandma and grandpa that are seeing that. Yeah. When I was in California, I took a video of my, of my niece. I held the camera high because she was running around trying to escape my sister putting a diaper on her and uh, chasing me around dancing. <clears throat> it was funny, but I did get some shots of her B.A., and there's no way I'm putting that online. What's a B.A.? Bare. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Her bottom. <laughs> yeah. Her bottom. We use bottom in our house. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to put that online. Yeah, because you have good judgment. Yeah. And you care about your niece. <laughs> and you understand that sickos are out there. And, yeah. any, and, and here's another thing. I was having this conversation uh, on social and the, on the interwebs at the comment section. Folks have said, should there be a camera in every classroom so parents can see, have a live look in on what kids are doing in the classroom because parents can't be there? My immediate response was that. Does anyone trust Dr. Uh, Superintendent Dr. Matthew Haas's infrastructure to protect millions of hours of underage children and keep that content out of the reach of sickos? I don't. Do you? Right. Would you? No. Because it's a school system. Well, And they've already got a track record of screwing things up. I mean, I... Whenever that... uh, Whenever that that idea comes up, I always bring up the fact that it's patently nuts because... uh, I'll respond to Karen Wolf, Dr. Karen Wolf. Dr. Karen Wolf, I respect you. I'm getting to your comments. I will mention, gosh, it's already 1.30. I literally have another 1.45 conference call. Vanessa Parkhill said, and those basketball and football footballs are on ESPN all the time. You got mossed. <laughs> yeah, does, does you know what ES- she means by that? Does ESPN get permission to post from those families? Great question, Vanessa Parkhill. Yeah, that is Vanessa a great Parkhill. Question. I love you. Monday Night Can, Football. And again, this gets back to the to the uh, partisanship and how we react to some things, like getting angry at Fox News for for posting something like this, which is perfectly fair. But if you're only calling out Fox News because you don't like Fox News, then uh, I would have called out CNN. Right. Okay, I responded to Vanessa's comment, so you don't have to do it. Gosh, this tag team and effort is working nicely. It's, it's taking a lot of pressure off me and allowing me to stick more with the commentary. Um, Karen Wolf, Dr. Wolf, Dr. Wolf, respect. She says, I never post a picture of my children with other kids without permission. That should be the rule. It's a privacy and safety issue. Amen. Connie Sylvester, from that's one of your churchgoers, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll respond to Connie's comments here. I've I've been to I've been to the Sylvester's house for at least one uh, one Super Bowl and uh, I think a New Year's Eve party. They're a lot of fun. Plus, I got, uh, I got, got 13 minutes before a conference call. They got a great pool in their backyard. Running out of time. <laughs> Connie Sylvester says, if I had a grandchild at the school and they had been exposed to the terminology in the assembly, I would be far more disturbed by their innocence being shattered than by a video where the kids are indistinguishable. They're not indistinguishable. The parents are sending me pictures, screenshots of the video with their kids circled and identifying them. Oh. Uh, Vanessa Parkhill says, I was talking to a school bus driver the other day. The bus has 10 cameras. At least one of those is on the driver. Why is that okay, but not in the classroom? <laughs> well... First of all, I think that... Uh, that's a safety issue because it's a bus that's driving at 60 miles an hour. Well, I, don't, I also think there's not somebody watching all of those cameras on, uh, on you know, 24, like whenever the bus is driving. Uh, the problem with schools, I think 
the, the problem that nobody mentions that doesn't have anything to do with uh, with whether or not you want somebody watching your kids on a on a classroom camera is that who's going to pay for every single classroom in just one school, not to mention every school, to to have cameras installed? It's not just you don't just like put. A camera in one. You've got to. You've got to run wiring. You've got to connect. Dude, that would cost. You've got to connect it to a system. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Can I, can I? Are you recording all of those classrooms throughout the entire school day? I mean, that's how many classrooms times how many that's hours? That's like millions of footage. How many servers do you need? Who is going to watch that? Right. And right. then if you, I mean, I, I get it. If you think there was a problem, maybe you could go back and and check that. But then you're talking about server space. How long do you keep the video? Yeah, and how do you protect it? How do you secure it? Who watches it? What happens if things get hacked? If it does get hacked, who hacked it? How do you prevent it? What do you tell your parents if the video gets hacked? How do you track the video and where it went? It's a Pandora's box of craziness. And I'm going to put this in perspective here. This little old network right here, and I say this as a microcosm of the cost of what would it take for ACPS to do this. This little old network, can you go to the studio camera? Can you use the studio camera? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cameras, four microphones, a Mac, an Apple desktop, an Apple uh, a laptop, another computer that Judah's utilizing, five microphones, I'm sorry, another computer that Judah's using, three TVs, the light bulb. Are we on studio camera? Yeah. This light bulb, that one right there, that one light bulb costs $125, and we have eight of them. (laughs) One light bulb, that one light bulb costs $125. Judah, one light bulb. Yeah. This entire network is probably $35,000, $40,000. Almaro County, let's utilize taxpayer dollars to build a digital video network in every classroom. That would cost, I wouldn't even know what that, I wouldn't even be able to spitball what that would cost. Albert, that would be tens of billions of dollars. Albert Graves has a couple uh, comments. How about the kids being exposed on national TV in in the spelling bee on ESPN, I would. Think That's that, different. They sign a that, release. I would think that most of them know that they're going to be on TV. No. Not only that, their parents sign a release, and I would bet you Vanessa Parkhill with the "You Got Moss" stuff on ESPN. Randy Moss does a segment. Former wide receiver, Minnesota Vikings. Former wide receiver, New England Patriots. A Hall of Famer. Went to Marshall University. Played basketball with Jay Williams growing up. White Chocolate, the point guard. Randy Moss. Florida State University ties. Randy Moss, just a stud, has got a segment on Sunday night, Monday night football. You got Moss. And he's showing videos of highlight catches of kids. I would bet you, before ESPN airs that content, they got parental consent. Because they got too much to lose. Walt Disney owns ESPN. Yeah. Albert Graves also asked, uh, bus going 60 miles an hour warrants a camera, but an adult ruining your child's life doesn't? <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to that. I'd... Not sure how to respond. We have eight minutes. Oh. That sounds like a very specific question, and I don't, know that, I don't know that putting a camera in every single classroom, in every single school, in every single city and county and town... In that would United, be a disaster. In the United States would help one specific instance, and of course, you're talking about instances that happen more than just once. It's, you know, but still, uh, you know, the whole who, concept with the PT. Who's going to watch all those videos and parse all that information and catch that, you know, that one in, you know, one in a thousand uh, chance of something bad being caught. The whole concept with the PTI headers is for us to stay on track so we can go to other topics. But here we are 67 minutes in with yet another heavy hitter conference call at 145. And we have not touched on 
Sally Hudson, did Sally Hudson make a mistake challenging Cree Deeds? That's what the Daily Progress asked today. And the impact of upzoning and Coach Julie Myers resigning with UVA lacrosse. I want to touch on those subjects briefly, and I promise I will bring them up tomorrow. Carly Wagner, please direct message Carly Wagner, and please let's send her a sticker. Okay? Please, please, please. She says, gentlemen, I want to play devil's advocate here. If the school instead had a prayer meeting and all the students were reading long Bible verses instead of the LBGTQ ABCs and a progressive posted the video exposing forced religion in public schools, would the progressives be as outraged as they are now? Absolutely. Would prog- She's basically saying if it was Johnson Elementary and instead of the LBGTQ ABCs, if it was... Jeremiah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Leviticus, Genesis, and Deuteronomy, would the folks be equally equally as irate as they are now? And the answer is, oh yeah. Absolutely. I think the thing is that a different set of people would be irate. Of course! And this is why I... this This is exactly what I was talking about when you say put someone else in... Uh, in the situation that you're uh, that you're outraged about, and if you would still be outraged, then it's probably fair that you're outraged about it. If you're not so outraged, then maybe you need to take a look at your uh, what's the word? Uh, take a look at your uh, soften the mirror, your moral no, compass, your moral code. Um, I can't think of the word right now. John Blair on LinkedIn, as a Cub Scout Den leader, we are told we cannot post pictures to any platform that capture the face of other children except our own. The only pictures yeah. of other people's kids that are posted on social media, social platforms, is a protected site for only Cub Scout families. One of the clubs that we're a part of utilizes a similar concept what is it called? Let me see if I can open up my email. God, I'm not going to get to these other topics. It's called um, ProCare. Hmm. ProCare is a communication method with parents that have opted in that shares photos of kids at the club that we are out on an almost daily basis. They are never posted on the social channels of the club. It's called ProCare. Connie Sylvester thinks that if it was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Genesis, Acts, Luke, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, that the fallout and response would not be what it is like it is with this. I disagree. Connie, I respect you. Got nothing but love for you. Word on the street is you got a heck of a swimming pool and you throw a fantastic Super Bowl party. But if forced religion was happening in public schools, the fallout and the collateral damage, I would even say would be at a higher fever pitch than this. Probably it would just be a different group of people. It would be a different group of people. Exactly. It would be a completely different group of people. All right. I have four minutes. Four minutes. Four minutes. I cannot be late for this. Four minutes. Um, Julie Myers, retired UVA women's lacrosse coach. Why don't we go one shot, then we'll weave you back in. I'll talk Julie Myers tomorrow. She's a legend. She won a national championship as a player at UVA, as an assistant, as a head coach, and she surprisingly resigned yesterday. That was news that made ESPN. We'll talk about that tomorrow. The Daily Progress asked in today's, is it a newspaper anymore? Can I call the Daily Progress a newspaper? What do I call the Daily Progress? They only print three times a week, and it comes in the mail. So the the U.S. Post Office is delivering Tuesday's mail on Thursday. On Friday. What is the Daily Progress? Do we call it a newspaper? Whatever it is. The Daily Progress and its media uh, platform called, um, you know what, it's all just networks now. The Daily Progress is a network of media just like I Love Seville. It's a, it's a news network. That's what we're going to call the Daily Progress now, a news network. The Daily Progress asked today in its news network, did Sally Hudson make a mistake running against Cree Deeds? I'll answer that question tomorrow. I want to close on this, upzoning. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, viewers and listeners of all shapes and sizes. Now that Natalie Oshrin won a spot on Charlottesville City Council, and Big Balls Bobby Fenwick came in dead last place. 
we can read the tea leaves and understand that upzoning is going to materialize in darn near full capacity in this city. That means more density. Upzoning advocates think more density will create more supply. More supply will create price stabilization. Price stabilization means affordability. That's what upzoning advocates think with their calculus. I am of a differing opinion. And this is what I wrote on the interwebs, on my Facebook page, on across the Isle of Seville network. Prepare yourself. And I'm going to close on this. The impact of upzoning in the city of Charlottesville is as follows. Now that we know who will be on Charlottesville City Council, upzoning will be approved in near full capacity. As a result, any HOA neighborhoods in Charlottesville, the Urban Ring or Albemarle County will pop in value. If you are interested in purchasing a home in Redfields, purchasing a home in Glenmore, Forest Lakes, you should sprint to active listings and get aggressive with offers right now. All the HOA neighborhoods will see increased buyer demand as Charlottesville City Council approves more density and non-HOA neighborhoods. I also expect some Seville City neighborhoods to start organizing, galvanizing, and enterprising with the creation of HOAs to protect themselves from upzoning collateral damage. I close with this. Upzoning means more opportunity for dirt in a landlocked 10.2 square mile city. More opportunity for dirt means greater demand for dirt from developers. Greater demand from developers means higher prices for dirt. Higher prices for dirt means more expensive real estate deals. More expensive real estate deals means the buyer will pay top dollar. When the buyer pays top dollar, he or she will want top dollar return on investment on their respective development projects. Top dollar ROI means rentals and for sale inventory at top dollar list prices. A labor shortage, expensive labor, and volatile cost of goods, expensive cost of goods, compounds the matter during development, resulting in even higher prices. In a nutshell, upzoning will backfire and drive prices to all-time high levels in the city, the Urban Ring, and Albemarle County. As a result, everyone should buy literally right now before upzoning materializes in the very near future. And when, house, when upzoning does materializes, all those houses and HOA neighborhoods are going to pop 15 to 30% in price. And I'm going to close with this. When what I said and just outlined for you materializes and comes to fruition, will the upzoning advocates that are pushing this through, I'm talking socialists and progressive Charlottesville, will they say, I am sorry, we screwed up, we were wrong, we don't understand business or capitalism, and now we can't afford to live here. We've driven up the cost of living to levels this community has never seen before. Will they apologize? I'm Jerry Miller, and this is the I Love Seville Show.